0: Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Splicel
1: Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. We are happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is Modern Strategies for Creating Your Brand Identity. Today's guest has been labeled a tech nerd, but in reality, he is a practice storyteller with a knack for solving technical problems. Guided by two principles, technology is only a vehicle for a great story, and any big idea is worthless without flawless execution, A big welcome to the co-founder and executive technical director at Quark, Chris Sullivan. Hi, Chris.
2: Hey, Andy. Uh, Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for joining us. You know, let's start with talking about brand identity and strategy, right? Right from the get-go. What does brand identity encompass? And when should a company start working on establishing their brand identity?
2: Yeah, sure thing. So technically... Brand identity is what everyone thinks, right? The elements that distinguish your brand, make it recognizable, memorable, and the, the litany of lists, you know, you got name, logo, tagline, colors, typography, all that usual, uh, the usual suspects. But you gotta think about it more simplistically. Your brand identity is, it's your personal uniform. It's the first thing people notice about you. It's your outfit, it's what, you know, you want to feel confident. You want to make a statement. You want to be remembered, right? So it's everything that encompasses the visual and outward messaging of your brand. When, when to establish it? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Uh, day one, and I think the, the the more important question is to what extent you want to establish it, right? So a lot of new smaller brands uh, they they come to us and they think that they need to do this like massive brand identity exercise that can take a lot of time and a lot of money. Um, and I think what they need to do is they haven't explored their market yet. And as soon as you put something out there into the wild, customers, they're going to give you their feedback. You're going to hear from your customers and you want to feed off that and you're going to adjust and you're going to adapt. So I think it's important day one, but you need to, to step yourself into that brand identity. You don't need to come out the gate and be you know. Verizon who's gonna spend $10 million on a on a rebrand, if that makes sense.
1: So where do you think that most companies get it wrong when it comes to establishing their brand identity?
2: I think, I think many companies, they imitate their competitors. They're like, they look at what if 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 they don't have a brand identity or if they're thinking of shifting, they'll look at their competitors and they'll copy those things. They'll follow industry norms. And then you have uh, an identity that, that has a lack. It lacks uh, distinctiveness. It doesn't stand out. And then why should someone interact with your brand versus somebody else, right? So what you need to do is have a unique value proposition. You want to find out, what, you want to look inward and figure out what differentiates your, your, yourself over your com- competition and try new things. Try and do new bold things
1: uh, so that you stand out. So what I guess what what some examples of that I am I'm trying to wrap my head up. I mean everybody you know business 101 talk about establishing your USP um but how are you going to use that in your brand identity
2: I think w- when it, when it comes to standing out and being different you have all these opportunities and brand identity can be uh a lot more broad than I think that people, uh, when you think of like colors, brands, logos, right? That's very simplistic. But your brand identity is your voice. It is how you talk to your customers. And where we are currently with social media, everything that you put out there is your brand voice, your engagement with your, your with your your customer base. And that's where you can explore and you can, and you can try different things. When you look at a platform like TikTok, that you don't need this curated feed of content where you can try something new every single day, you can navigate through your competition, you can talk to your customers and get immediate feedback and that can that can help you uh, build a brand a, a, a brand
1: identity around those those values and goals that you're learning from from your customers so you offer a- web design service, as well as a host of other creative and production and strategy services. But let's jump into the web design, because I I would assume that that's one of the most uh, top ways you're going to communicate your brand identity. What what goes into creating a website that is going to engage the user?
2: So I think it's important to have clear and intuitive navigation. And you don't want to confuse uh, customers with complexity. Right. There's a lot of like flashy website designs that you could do, which, you know, a, a, on a surface, like a, you can wow a customer and it's going to hold their attention for five seconds. Right. But it's not going to retain their attention. So you want to be able to engage your, your audience with you know, compelling and relevant content. So that's a visual a, a visual appearance is important, but it's not as important as content. Right. Content is king. So. We have customers that come to us and, you know, that may be a WordPress website, a Shopify, a Wix, whatever it may be. Get a template. Start there. Fill it with great content and product information, right? Get, you know, com- compelling content, product information. Fill your site with that material versus trying to
1: build a website that has all these flashy bells and whistles. So when someone comes to you guys and they're, they're saying, I need a new website what are some of the reasons that they're going to want to revamp their website or replatform their website
2: i think that we get this a lot which clients come to us and they have a deliverable they say i want a new website and we always ask why why do mm-hmm. you want that and the question is usually along the lines of well we want more sales and this is our solution right so we as an agency, and I think we act differently than some other agencies that are very, you know, creative for branding agency. We act more like a consultancy where we challenge them. What, what problem are you trying to solve? And if it is sales, how do you know that that's your problem? And we may help them with revamping their website. We may steer them away from revamping their website and just repopulating it with content that we think is, you know, the issue. So I, I don't think it's black and white that uh, you have to revamp your website, but it's gray. W- what about the website needs revamping and why?
1: What, um, what platform do you guys prefer? If you are going to do a, a site redesign, is there a particular platform that, that you recommend?
2: I think it really depends on the goal. So uh, a lot of our clients are e-com customer, uh, clients, mm-hmm. and we prefer Shopify. Um, and we prefer it for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, the, the, the management uh, platform that Shopify uh, gives is, is fantastic, um, and they continue to build on the tool sets of the front-end, right? Front-end uh, and, and content was a struggle in early days of Shopify, uh, where we would even do like ad hoc websites with Shopify backends and like WordPress front-ends, um, and their tools are getting better and better every single day. So Shopify for the majority of our ecom clients. We still, while building custom websites for brands that may not be selling you know, a litany of products and maybe they're a service-based business, where we will build WordPress websites because it gives us the most flexibility.
1: Beyond your own website, creating your identity, I, I assume social media is going to play a lot into establishing a brand identity. How, how much does it play? I mean, how active should a company be I mean, beyond ads, forget ads, if you're an e-com company driving uh, traffic to your website, but it, as far as establishing your brand identity, how active do you think someone should be on social media platforms? Uh, I, I mean, I, I touched on this earlier. I think it's
2: huge, right? Social media is your brand's voice.
1: It's where you interact with the
2: world. And, and more and more, the younger generation they wanna hear that voice, right? They wanna know what your brand story is, the history, the why, why do you exist, right? Gen Z, they, they, they want you to, to get out there and, and explain to them why they should pick your brand over someone else. Uh, so I think it's a great place to, 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 to do that, communicate with those generations and it's a great place to experiment. Like I said before, the ephemeral content of like Instagram stories and in, in even the lesser extent TikTok lets you try uh, different things. You can try m- multiple different messages and multiple different tactics to find out what, what sticks and what message resonates with, with your, uh, your customer base. And once you get that message, once you, you know, figure that out on social, then you can disseminate that everywhere else and all your other touch points.
1: How do you as an agency calculate ROI for your clients when it comes to branding?
2: Yeah, so calculating ROI in a direct relationship to branding is, is a challenge. Uh, I think the, you know, the impact of a branding effort is often difficult to measure uh, directly, like direct correlation. But it's also getting harder to, to measure direct correlation to any of the marketing platforms, right? Because privacy laws and changes in advertising platforms... You know it's getting harder and harder for all of our uh, uh, work that we do with our clients, whether that's you know Facebook advertising or a branding initiative. We do rely on what's called MER—it's marketing expense ratio—and that is total marketing expenses divided by total revenue times hundred, and it gives us an idea where ROI would be our return on investment for maybe an advertising platform or more appropriately ROAS, right, for advertising spend. Mm-hmm. MER is the initiatives that you know that we put out from an advertising perspective, how much they cost and how much did it affect the total revenue being generated by that brand. Right. So any dollars that we put in, how is that moving the needle? And how is that how does that compare to the last week, the last month, the last quarter, the last year? And and that's how we we, we see what the initiatives, you know, are fruitful or not.
1: Interesting. So let me, so you're combining all the different paid channels that you're spending money on as well as the money that's spent on branding to get that MER calculation.
2: Correct. Right. And, and if the brand is doing other initiatives as well, holistically, we should factor those things in uh, at the same time. You want to see how any, 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 anything that a brand is doing moves, that overall uh, value for the company. And it's not the only thing that is done. It's one of several metrics, right? As I said, you gotta have the ROAS per channel. You have to have ROI for you know, you know, marketing dollars expenses that create that involve creating that creative for those advertising dollars. And then branding initiatives, PR, uh, anything like that needs to be calculated at that MER level.
1: And when you are coming up with a strategy for a client, what is the percentage that you are allocating toward brand recognition versus acquisition versus I mean how how does that break down?
2: Uh, it's very difficult to give you an answer on that. It is very dependent on a brand. Uh, we have clients that uh, are much more brand oriented sales. For like a long tail customer. And what I mean by that is they're, the the we we deal with like youth sports organizations. A whole team's gonna come. It's gonna cost them 20000 dollars to come to this uh to, to to this resort. That's a lot harder to bite off than you know a product that cost me $20 and is an e com purchase. The that larger uh that 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 baseball organization that has that much larger you know product purchase. That is going to rely a lot more on branding, communication, and, and, and the whole package where the smaller brand and that, that, that uh, econ product that's much cheaper probably get more or less value out of, of, out of an overall rebranding and more value out of partnerships with the whitelisting influencers or ad dollars.
1: So what would be some actionable advice that you would give to listeners that wanted to increase their company's branding? Well, I think
2: we've touched on this several times, but build a strong presence on social media platforms. And I think a lot of that, uh, especially with our clients, we push them and their internal teams to handle their organic social media platforms, right? You don't need necessarily an agency to be doing your day-to-day organic uh, social media. And I think the smaller the company, the more uh, valid that is, right? You want to be much more organic uh, authentic and coming from either the founders or the the, the the internals of that organization and company, but regularly engage with your audience, respond to comments, actively participate in conversations, you know, use social media to humanize your brand, you know, share updates, you know, uh, showcase your brand's personality. I think starting there and you will get feedback that can be used everywhere else.
1: Hello there. This is Andy. I wanted to take a quick break from the show and talk to you for just a minute about the new golden ticket program that i've introduced inside make each click count university i know it sounds fancy right but what's the golden ticket all about each month members of make each click university receive a golden ticket that they can use to access any of our certified courses certified courses include courses on facebook google ads pinterest seo and more look if you are looking to grow your business by either adding a new marketing channel or by optimizing existing marketing channel just like an expert then this program is for you perhaps you're looking to train someone on your team or you're looking for a career in digital marketing well either way this program is the program you've been waiting for in addition when you become a member to make each click county university you'll get immediate access to all of our in-house courses timely training videos access to all three of my books and access to our monthly mastermind meeting all this at a recently reduced price. So go on over to www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com for all the details and sign up. I guarantee it's going to be the best decision you make today. Now back to the show. So let's talk about your company, and, and before we do, you personally have there are there any business books out there that you could attribute to your journey as an entrepreneur?
2: I don't know if I can say that it has. Uh, I stopped short of saying that it has affected, you know, the journey of, 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 our, of our company. I'd like to think it has. Uh, one book that I, I, I recommend to, to all entrepreneurs is a book called uh, Measure, what, Measure What Matters. Uh, it's a book that focuses on the concept of OKRs, which is uh, objectives and key results. Um, and OKRs are a goal-setting framework that helps individuals uh, and teams uh, go towards a common, a, a common objective. Uh, and there's examples in the book about Google, Intel, and other you know, uh, Silicon Valley companies that use OKRs uh, in their, their their day-to-day business. So it's a pretty interesting book.
1: Now, agency-wise, with Quark, what um, services are you offering clients to increase sales?
2: So at, at Quark, we operate more as a... Consultancy agency than a traditional creative agency. Um, so we like to act as an extension of our client's internal team. So we find and fix internal marketing strategy and analytical inefficiencies. So it's a little bit more unique from that brand, from 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 that uh, angle, where. We don't list a litany of services that are ad hoc that people come and just bite off. We really get in bed and have multi-year relationships with
1: our clients. Is there, with that in mind, I mean, is there long-term contracts? Is it an annual commitment that you're making with, with hiring you or, or how does that, does that look? The majority
2: of our clients are uh, retainer based and I use retainer loosely because um, it's not a use it or lose it model. Um, it's paid for by hour. That's estimated for a twelve month period, but we don't have twelve uh, month commitments. We don't lock anyone into that into a long-term relationship.
1: Got it. And I see that one of the services you offer, it was interactive and personalized experiences. and and that caught my eye. can Can you give us more information on that and what what does that entail?
2: Yeah, those are personal brand experiences like at a, uh, a sporting event or a pop-up shop. Uh, they're like uh, things that you can, that, that your customers can interact with. Uh, so we've created these like digital experiences for events um, and they, they, they are not cookie cutter. They're they're, they're ad hoc and, and made per uh, a brand and an initiative or, or an event. Um, one of my favorites that we did I guess, several years ago was a project for Verizon and the NFL uh, where we made these like 80 inch, uh touch screens that were in stadiums and they were like individually personalized for a fan. They'd put in their email address and their name and there was some interactive content that you could do and participate in that that would put your personal details into that content.
1: Oh, that's pretty neat. Now, I also saw on your website that you recently held a talent show. Now that that's different. How how did that come about? Um why and and how did it turn out?
2: Yeah, so that uh it's called Let's Get Weird that's what we called it. Um, and it definitely was different. That was the goal. Uh, we wanted to have an agency event and, uh, we pulled all the employees. Nobody wanted to do like a standard speaker or panel. Um, and we really wanted to create an experience that, you know, people would want to come to. Uh, and we invited, you know, people in the, the we're in Gwantas in Brooklyn and we wanted to get the community involved, uh, and, uh, we definitely achieved that. It was a very interesting night. Um, and I think, I think we do it again in the future. It was fun.
1: I was going to say the uh, sign of success. If, is this going to be an annual event then? Uh,
2: I don't know about annual, but uh, we're definitely going to do it again. It was, it was, it was successful enough to be uh, very interesting and fun and got a lot of people
1: together. So agency-wise, what problems do you feel that you're solving for the clients? And how are you standing out from the competition?
2: Um. I think, I think that those questions can be answered with, um, we don't do what the clients want, we do what they need. Um, and what I mean by that is most of our clients come to us with a deliverable request and we ask why. What is your goal? What is the problem you're trying to solve? Um, most of the time, uh, the answer is I want sales. Right? They want they want more money, of course, um, course. but the but the problem needs to be diagnosed first, right? So um, this approach, you know, has led, led to year, uh, years long relationships with our clients. We the main service that we offer is diagnosing why this problem exists, so that we can help solve it. Sometimes that's partnering with other agencies. We figure out this is what the problem is, and we 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 help that client to a a, a relationship that that works best for them. Sometimes that's us getting in bed with them and helping, you know, build out whatever that that need is.
1: And who is the perfect client for your agency? Uh, I would say uh, someone that
2: has a brand that has critical thinking and willing to take risks.
1: Critical thinking and willing to take risks. Exactly. So if that is a listener out there, how can they learn more about working with you? Um, I think uh, the easiest is to email us. We prefer
2: email at uh, newbiz at cork.com. And cork is spelled K-W-O-R-Q.com. Um, and then we usually get on an engagement
1: phone call and, uh, and, and talk it out. Well, this has been great. Is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap it up today?
2: I think uh, we talked a lot about brand identity and uh, the brand's outward appearance and messaging, but I do wanna emphasize the importance of understanding your audience. So talk to them, engage with them and make sure you're collecting first party data, especially with everything that's going on privacy-wise, getting that first party data and talking to that, the, your, your customers, that's gonna drive everything
1: else. Great, well, those are fantastic closing words. All right. For listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information on Quark or connecting with Chris, you'll find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our podcast resource center available at podcast.makeeachclickCount.com. We have compiled all our different past guests by show topic and included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any of the services that I have discussed during previous episodes. that's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy and happy marketing. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.
0: This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast.